Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And we've been at a film festival all week. We've been doing watching the uh, Tribeca at home from our homes. Yes. <laughs> so, and it's been it's been an interesting experience. I was a little. I have to admit, I was a little frustrated one day because of technical issues, and I watched about six episodes of Below Deck. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah mine mine got glitchy too like it all of a sudden stopped working and okay. so I hit reload several times still didn't work closed the window wouldn't let me sign back in and it doesn't use a password you know you open up click on my tickets it sends or at least for me right. then it sends well, you an email yeah i had to sign in to get to the my tickets area yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so then, was it different for you oh god yeah oh i never had to sign in That's it weird. sent me an yeah. email to click on oh, to yeah, get my yeah. tickets an email for the ticket yeah right. and um so it couldn't fetch my tickets in my browser. So I'm like, Oh my God. So I tried in a totally different browser. You know, I usually use Safari. No, it was not Safari's fault. So I got into Chrome and then it worked. But when I clicked on the email, I let it open in Safari and it was fine. So see, it wasn't Safari. It was just for some reason, my cookies or my cash, something happened there. And I don't know, it was, it was Tribeca, not my computer. Not yeah not yeah I had a couple of issues too um like I was watching on my fire stick and every now and then it would make me go on, onto the phone and log off, off of that device because it said I was logging into too many devices yes. but what? I've only been watching on the mm-hmm. fire stick so every time I watch Same. something maybe two times I have to go mm-hmm. in and delete like that device and then at one point just like you it wouldn't let me play anything at all and I was like, oh, crap, did, did something happen? Did they shut everything down already? Mm-hmm. But I went and I started watching some shorts on my phone and did that for a couple hours and then came back and it started working on the fire stick again. So I don't, last year was flawless. I don't know yeah. what they did this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you did you watch your favorite short? Did you watch that again? You know, I watched that one twice. Yes. <laughs> I love that one. Yes. Yeah. And I had actually watched the collection it was in first. I hadn't, I didn't go looking for it. Like I was, I, I oh, okay. watched the collection it was in first and it was like the last one or next mm-hmm. to the last one. And when he popped on, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much fun. I, I need him to, I, I told you guys, I need a series with him and his counterpart, all of them. Like mm-hmm. that would be an awesome sitcom. So what is this? Uh, right back. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. I didn't, I didn't do any shorts this year. Uh, I did, I did 12 feature films. Wow. Uh, 10 of which are documentaries. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Can you believe it? I know I did only two fiction Mm -hmm. and uh, one of them I did not love and the other I did enjoy. And what was that? The one I enjoyed is Corner Office with John Hamm. Oh, nice. Nice. So how was Corner Office? So yeah, I liked it. The architecture of the of the building they work in, what like the, the outside, the building was super cool. Mm-hmm. 
And the story itself was really interesting. It was done in a, um, in a kind of weird way. I, I did enjoy it. It was not my favorite thing of Tribeca, but yes, I, I did like it. Do you know like what streaming service or anything it's going to eventually. I didn't look up and I should have taken, I should have taken notes about the documentaries that I watched because there was one that is produced by Showtime. There were a couple produced by HBO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember if one was produced by Netflix. So, you know, some of these are already slated to come out on our favorite streaming services. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was one, um, Sports uh, the, the sports one. Oh, I watched Maybe it was like Mac sports or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, it was thirty eight at the Garden. Yeah, that, that one ah, yeah. HBO. Okay. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. That that was one. It's like oh, about um, Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. It's like you know, I've I've heard of him. I don't know much about it. And then the places that the documentary went. You know, mm-hmm. that yeah. was amazing. None of these sports documentaries was purely about the sport. Mm-hmm. Purely. Yeah. They all went somewhere else. Yeah. So I watched of the sports ones, Unfinished Business about the New York Liberty WNBA team. Oh. Excellent. Okay. So super good. And it's called unfinished business because they ended up not winning in the season that was being covered, you know, in the finals, but it wasn't just about that. It wasn't just about their season that they didn't win it. Oh, that's also the name of a Joan Jett song. And they showed how she's a big fan of the Liberty and she would go to the games and she played that song nice. at, at that, at that final game or at one of the games. And it was about the history of the WNBA and the marketing of it and how so many lesbians are fans and a bunch of players are lesbians. And what did the NBA want to do about that and how could they market it? And then when they threw the Liberty team out into Westchester to play instead of Madison Square Garden or Barclays and oh my God. So it was so much more than just, hey, this team is playing. Yay. No. Mm-hmm. Um, another sports one. Yeah. McEnroe. That was more tennis and John McEnroe, but it was also about his mm-hmm. friendship. So we got to see yeah. Bjorn Borg. Yeah. And- that was good um and yeah then 38 at the garden um yeah that was that was even deeper about asian americans and Mm -hmm. representation in general beyond sports and his effect on how asian americans are perceived in this Mm -hmm. country yeah So that was awesome. And the other sports when I watched was game change game. Mm -hmm. I don't like the title, but I loved the documentary. It is about the NBA during the bubble lockdown Mm -hmm. season of the Mm -hmm. pandemic and how they became activists and, uh, you know, during the BLM movement 
um, oh, that was covered a bit during unfinished business as well, that what unfinished business implied or said is that they started the activism, not in sports in general, you know, that started decades ago. Right. But they implied that it was the women who started the activism more recently. Mm-hmm. Game yeah. change game yeah. made it look like the NBA did whatever. Right. Yeah. And then, right. But isn't that what always happens is the women start it and the men get credit <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. But yeah, it's so funny, you know, that we, all three of us, I think we love sports documentaries, don't we? Yeah, we do. (laughs) And yeah, I don't follow, you know, the scores or watch the games or anything, but, you know, I like hearing about the people. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when you say shut up and dribble or shut up and paint or shut up and whatever, Mm -hmm. then it's like, this is an entire person here. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what's the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when, when someone is, you know, like the, the painter, I don't know if you guys watched that short and, or oh. the athletes or whatever. Yeah. They do have this extra exposure that they can talk about this human rights issue or the, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not just you- your, your, you know, sports monkey yes. or whatever yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly like paint and pitchfork that's what you're talking about susan no it, it's actually called shut up and paint it it was oh i didn't see that one yeah it was like right yeah. after paint and pitchfork in that collection mm-hmm. of shorts it's always seemed to be people on the deeper right, not moderate right, but deeper right, who get pissed off at athletes and artists and, you know, actors, musicians who speak out about social and political issues, Mm -hmm. you know, as if they don't have the right to. And and these people who complain about that are usually older white men and they look mm-hmm. at it as, you know, they're going to lose their place of power, mm-hmm. you know, because this other person is trying to, I don't know, assert for, for power or for just plain equality. This just mm-hmm. give me the same chance, you know? Well, the people in power view it as a pie where, yeah. <laughs> As other people get more power, it's taking their piece of pie away. It means less right. pie for them. Right. And it doesn't have to mean that. <sighs> yes, that was a big purposeful sigh. And I think yeah. it was justified in that. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Court, what was one of your favorite either documentary or narrative? <laughs> Now, I ended up watching a lot of shorts and some of them ended up okay. melding together. That's why I shut up and paint. Like it was in that collection mm. with uh, like actually paint and pitchfork wasn't two collections. 
it was in the oh, compass okay. one and and um the juneteenth one as well okay um, so i the, really the really collection then <laughs> i i enjoyed both of those collections very much um but like I, i'm going to talk about the compass one real quick just because they had three powerful shorts in there that really connected with me mm -hmm. um the paint and pitchfork one of course um those um were the painters who had painted the obamas you know, um, portraits Ooh. that were in the, the museum. I saw them both in a museum um, in DC and like, oh my God, I fell in love with both of them. Mm -hmm. And um, like, I, I really, Amy Sherald, Sherald, um, she's the one who painted um, Michelle Obama's painting mm -hmm. and just beautiful. Um, and when I was looking at all of her artwork, I was like, I, I, I love like the boldness of the colors that she chooses and just like, like how she can make our skin look just beautiful. It's mm -hmm. like, I need to buy something by her. And mm -hmm. I like what she said when um, someone asked if she would ever paint anyone else of, of a different race. And she's like, no, I, I won't. And she, she said, you want to know why? <laughs> nice. She doesn't need to. Exactly. She, she, exactly. She's like, um, she thought it was really funny that, um, you know, if you go look at a history book, you know, you would recognize an essence, the essence of you, but not me. And like that, th that was her whole point. Like you're all over the place and I, we're barely here. So mm -hmm. no, like my work is going to be dedicated to putting our faces out there. So I thought that was really, really beautiful. Um, that collection also had um, some, uh, this, it's called Elsa. Uh, she is a uh, comedian, 15 time chess champion. And uh, she said, I icon and professional bragger. This young lady <laughs> is amazing. I want to go follow her everywhere. She's so funny. Um, and just like she has this out there personality and a part of um, like that, the, the short, it, it showed her being painted and the artist was like, your skin color is going to be the paint. So like mm -hmm. her, skin, her skin, the negative space, they were painting around and like her skin was the actual paint for the portrait. And it mm -hmm. was just so beautiful. And, you know, she talked about her life and like what was going on with her, her family's reaction to her popularity um, and unfortunately, they told her, like, yeah, people are laughing, but they're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. Um, and I don't think that was true. Like, she had me cracking up. And like I said, I want to go follow this young lady just because she, she's so awesome. So, like, she was interesting. And there was another one um, called Walk to World. Um, and it followed Quana Chasing Horse. Um, she's Navajo and Lakota. Um, and she talked about, you know, growing up and being from like just a small village where she was from, where her family's from. Uh, she, you end up seeing her on her journey as she, beca she becomes this like famous, famous model. Um, and she initially, she hated the way she looked. She hated the, her bone structure. She wanted to, be, she wanted to be able to change it, change the way her nose looked. Um, but you saw like her growing to appreciate her own like history, her own heritage and everything. Um, and her mom, she, she and her mom had this um, this thing where they would have this tattoo ceremony where her mother would actually tattoo her um, to help bring back some of the, the traditions and kind of celebrate the culture and everything. And she talked about how important it is that like when she goes on her modeling gigs, that she doesn't allow for them to cover up her tattoos. Like she has facial tattoos, like how she is important that they don't cover that up. And she, like she has all, has like different piercings and things and like how important it is that she's able to carry that along with her. And like, it, like it works, like they're, they're following that. They're allowing her to be her, which is mm. so beautiful. Uh, so it was just really cool to see that. Um, and I, I get, she's another person I want to follow more. I want to know more about her. So like that was really cool.
That sounds cool. And just being able to see, mm-hmm. you know, other cultures and like they talked about, you know, getting their culture back and not assimilating. So like I'm I'm glad. I'm so happy that they're able to keep that alive. And I, I want more exposure like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I enjoy about these film festivals you know even Mm -hmm. some of the stuff we watched last year is still not widely distributed but we've seen it and gotten exposure Mm -hmm. to some of these you know rarely heard voices Mm -hmm. oh did you guys watch night ride apparently it's from 2020 i didn't realize while i was watching it Mm -hmm. um night ride it was about um this lady with dwarfism is that that how Mm -hmm. you say it Mm -hmm. um and it was in Norway or she, I heard Norwegian, like a Ooh. couple of times I heard her, like she was speaking Norwegian and when it was being translated, I'm like, oh, yay. Um, but it's the middle of the night and she is waiting for the tram and like the, the driver, he goes to the bathroom and she's like, wait a minute, um, can I at least sit on here? Cause it's really freezing. It's cold. Um, and he just like goes into the bathroom. She gets onto the tram and she's trying to close the door and she she's pushing buttons and things and I'm freaking out for her over there pushing buttons and she ends up taking it for a ride, um, like, <laughs> and then she starts picking up passengers. So some mm. different things happen while she's picking up those passengers and um, like yeah, yeah. Is this a like, comedy? I don't, don't want to spoil it. It's it's a part of it's a comedy, but then it takes a really okay. serious turn um, okay. when this guy approaches this young lady. Um, and then, yeah, so some okay. stuff happens and I want her to intervene, like our driver to intervene, but yeah, so I don't want to spoil it. If, if you happen to go and watch it, it was, it was really well done. Um, and the comedy of how, how it ended was perfect. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Cause I, I saw that there were some that they had posted that, um, were like award winners and, and things like yeah. that. And so yeah, I think that was that one was of them. There. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, like okay, I should watch that, you know, because mm-hmm. we still have yes. access for a few more mm-hmm. days. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I highly recommend that one. And once you watch it, just let me know what you thought. Okay. There was, um, I watched, hey, here's another documentary, Katrina Babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched that, that one. Yeah. And, and I thought that was really good. And mm-hmm. I guess it goes along with the sports documentaries and everything about <laughs> the the big divide about how different people in the country are treated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I thought his premise was really interesting he said nobody ever asked the kids like how they're doing so he went and interviewed all the Katrina babies who aren't babies but they're right 30 plus less oh my god well 2005 they're not 20 years later yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like he was he was 13 when it happened so Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah. And they've had like, you know, a, a lot of them, you know, have you ever talked about this before? No. Wow. You know, I mean, and, and they need, you know, that was a trauma and so they yeah. need mm-hmm. trauma therapy, you know, whatever Yep. to help them um, maybe, you know, not have that same reaction now, you know, or maybe they have some PTSD now when it's, mm-hmm. you know, when there's a thunderstorm or there's a hurricane mm-hmm. coming or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of them ended up here in Houston, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if they're still here, then you know yeah. hurricanes hit Houston. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember when the first big storm hit not long, well, 
like after Katrina hit and I was like no not another one Mm -hmm. people yeah like people had just made that move and they were settled in and now another big storm was coming yeah Yeah. and and people in in Houston panicked and Mm -hmm. you know everyone was trying to get out of town that's when it was like you know ran out of gas on the side of the road and all of that yeah yeah really well done that one was hbo yeah oh that's right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh one of the movies that i wanted to see at sundance but didn't get to see was playing on uh tribeca at home and that was Mm -hmm. called a love song and Mm -hmm. and i watched it and it was all right (laughs) so and let me see who was in it um because you'll recognize the the star of the film, Dale Dickey. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it it also looks like something. Yeah, definitely filmed during lockdown because mm. you know there were just maybe just a few people in the movie, and you know <laughs> she was basically at a campsite for most of the time. And oh my gosh, so. yeah, easy to bubble like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was better than there was some other film that I guess we saw at Sundance called Land. Oh, mm. gosh. Yeah. It Robin was better Ryan. than that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> another babysitter. Mm. That's another, I think it won an award or something. And it was just bizarre. So, but it was kind of fun too. Um, Court, did you ever get to watch that movie Rounding that I said was like Mm -mm. right up your alley? Okay. No, I'm writing that down. Okay. Yeah, I watched mostly shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, I did watch quite a few features too. Um, I saw Good Girl Jane um, with Andy oh, yeah. McDowell. She plays the mom. Mm. I was recognized there, Elizabeth Mintz. Um, but basically, a young girl who'd been bully- bullied at a previous school goes to a new school with her younger sister. Um, you know, parents, of course, are estranged. And, like, she hooks up with a bad crowd. And y'all know how this goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, of course, she finds herself a cute boy who's not really a boy he's like 21 we don't we don't find that out to the end of the movie I'm sorry for the spoiler um but yeah he gets her into quite a few things and she likes them and all the while as an adult you're yelling at the tv don't do that don't get in that car no don't Uh smoke that no (laughs) and you just I'm sitting there and I'm like should I turn this off it was really good but i don't know that i was in the mood to watch something that where she was going to spiral like i thought she was Mm. but no it it was actually pretty well done um well executed and had the effect it was supposed to so that's cool yeah because i guess you kind of want these you know even if they do get in a bad situation you want them to get out you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. you want these movies to be uplifting somehow right yeah i am going to one quick thing about it um like her sister sees exactly what's going on and she makes her you know tell her the mom and she's there at the diner and they're waiting for the dad to get there of course he doesn't he flakes on them um and she says well i've been doing coke and um the mom is like oh okay well um what else is there what's going on what's going on with you what else is going on the coke isn't enough mom oh my god 
Yeah. I mean, I would be tolerant of, or at least I, I, okay. Let me retract that word. Understanding (laughs) of some things, but not Coke. No, not at any age, not at any age. Cause mm-hmm. it's that you could clearly see that she's in trouble. Like she is in a yeah. bad place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if one of my adult daughters came to me now and said that I'd be like, okay, intervention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> it was, it was well done though. Um, another feature I watched cherry. Um, oh yeah. This yeah, did you see that the too. flaky girl skate with the skating? She made me want to go find my roller skates in the basement. I was like, let me go find them right I now. I thought of you. Hers were really cute. Yeah, in those scenes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, but it was pretty cool. Um, irresponsible 20-something gets pregnant and 10 weeks along has to make a decision. Um, initial, oh, the way she, she told her boyfriend by writing on her belly. <laughs> boy or Boy or girl. And look, he is a DJ at a skate rink. Like that's his job. And she she put, you know writes on her belly, boy or girl. And they live with three other people in a, an apartment. So like he he's like, hey, we can't do this. You just got fired. Like this is where I work. What? So I, I, I actually I enjoyed it. Her journey of kind of deciding what was best for her. Mm-hmm. She was really flaky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's not a pro-choice argument then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the doctor, was the doctor trying to push her one way? No. Like the I doctor had like so. a wall full of babies. Is she, okay. well, and the doctor was herself like, was pregnant. Was pregnant, yeah. Mm. But she was still, I, I thought she was still, you know, giving her, her options. And like, well, you can do this up to this point. Then we have to do this. So. All right, okay. Oh my goodness. It was interesting. Yeah. So another uh, a documentary <laughs> after Sherman, it's in you know in the South and uh, about the the pact with um, Sherman General Sherman and the forty acres mm-hmm. and a mule and you know it didn't quite work out and <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like the. <laughs> basis of st- systemic racism and, and, and the system, work out. <laughs> yeah the racism built into the systems yeah well <laughs> that's the short that version was just, that was funny you made me laugh so I mean a lot of these a lot of these documentaries are like yeah this is the system this is why it doesn't work or maybe it works exactly as it How was, it was supposed to wink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Not as we said, but as we really intended. Right. Yeah. It's it's intended to do this. It for, but from the outside, it appears everybody has a fair mm-hmm. chance. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the rebellious life of Mrs. Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. And how she was basically a a fighter from from day one. How she saw the like the you know the systemic uh, racism in how the school systems were set up while she was growing up and while she was being educated. Wasn't just a few bad apples. 
Mm. I mean, it's the whole system. It's the whole, yeah, because that's the oh way it's God. always been. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and one of the one of the things that that she says, you know, that um, the you know the slaves were, you know, free labor and slave masters and everyone in there, the, all the white people in the community were profiting off the uh, their labor. And then once they were, once the slaves were freed, then they just became a nuisance and they had to like, you know, build in these ways to, well, to separate and to keep them quote in their place. So, I mean, all of these, a lot of these documentaries put together will give you like the big picture of mm-hmm. <laughs> yes this is the system working yeah. exactly as it was set up to work yeah mm-hmm. adding to that uh from a woman's perspective is body parts did y'all end up watching that about sex and women in the film and tv industry And particularly like how, so the description was the making of a sex scene Mm -hmm. and that got me to watch it, but that's not what it was about. I mean, they had a bit about that bringing in intimacy coordinator. And um, so in the film, they say that that originated with, oh my gosh, I didn't write it down. The actress who plays Amy in The Leftovers, the TV show that that she was in, and see, I've forgotten the Deuce. that. The Deuce. the Deuce, thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. on HBO, and that that's how that got started because she requested somebody, and then it became practice. Oh, because she was having difficulties with, I think, didn't, the director making demands, or that didn't weren't she in the come contract. from? another show where or was that another actress who had been assaulted basically by her oh, it happened all the you time know? yeah 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 they didn't go oh, into yeah. massive history of assault in mm-hmm. uh film and tv like you know some pretty notable instances over the years they didn't go into that it was more so present day, you know, really contemporary things, but it wasn't just that. So it wasn't the making of a sex scene, even though they did go into that, it was the portrayal of women in film and TV. It was, um, uh, and gender, they had, um, at least one trans actress. This is the, one of the first things I watched. So I'm not remembering all the details. Um, and filmmakers. They, so it wasn't just actresses. They had at least one lesbian filmmaker. They had black and eight or so women of color filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a wonderful diversity of women in the film and TV industry talking about their portrayal and their presence in front of and behind the camera and their struggles to get recognized and to have control and agency mm-hmm. of what they do 
and don't do and what goes into the contracts. And so like with a sex scene, apparently it's the contracts go into a lot of detail and yet they'll still show up. And when it's a man director up, everything goes out the window. And part of me, not all the time, hashtag not all men, part of me understands because you may have this creative idea, but you can't just expect an actor or actress to be willing to make these changes without negotiating it first. They're mentally prepared to do one thing. And and Yeah. yeah, the men don't understand how big you know, how much they're asking. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and there, it even goes into details like, okay, I'm willing to show my back, but no side boob, or I'm willing to show side boob, but no nipple. I'm willing to show my butt, but no butt crack. Things like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. it gets really Mm -hmm. specific. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Lena Headley, they infamously, like, that was another mm-hmm. actor, right? That was a body yep. double. Mm-hmm. They, the they talked about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the and VFX then, um, mm-hmm. yeah. They showed him in this. Yeah. They interviewed him. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And what's her name? Um, Daenerys, the actress. Like, didn't she have in her Amelia Clark. that she, Amelia Clark, that she would not be naked after the first season? Or am I remembering? But she wrong? did do it again later with the scene where she burns down uh right, Dothrak. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that was not a body double for that okay. one. She decided to do it again. Right. But she decided. She decided. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just the uh sex position, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. And yeah. it's amazing, like how ingrained that 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 had been previously. Um, like some of the stuff we watch now, um, I can't I cannot remember what I was watching recently. But when it when it was being commented on, like I heard dudes complaining, like, "Oh, we saw so much dick, but we didn't see any vaginas or boobs." <sighs> okay, <laughs> and I cannot remember what it was. <laughs> and, and I think I, you know, I've mentioned before that's one of the thing, one of the reasons why I watched Oz as I was flipping around the channels, you know, it's like, what? (laughs) Full frontal male nudity. I never see that, you know? And then it turned out to have a good story too. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? (laughs) So, Oh my gosh. What, 20 years ago? They also, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Just had, Oh, the wire just had its 20th anniversary right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They also showed a one, or they had a little interview with a woman who makes Merkins, pubic wig, wigs. Yeah. For people who don't know. So that was yeah, interesting. The, just the, the range of modesty garments. Yes, there exactly. Just kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah really interesting. Cool. Oh, you did, you did watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear you say that. Yeah. Sorry here. I was yeah. going on no, and on okay. and you could have, you could have yeah. jumped in. And- you know, Ooh. and it's another with the um, the system working the way that it should, right? Because yeah. at court, well, what you were saying about, well, it was just the guys complaining, and, you know, yeah, that's the system as it was set up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
and they they did interview um jane fonda Mm -hmm. and you know she talked about how when she was young and didn't know any better and you know it's like well i had to do it or i would get fired or whatever you know (laughs) she was or at that time you know she was married to um Roger Vadim. So it's like, well, my, it's my husband, the filmmaker, so have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rose McGowan, of course, talk to her. Mm-hmm. I forget who all else. Yeah. But that was really good. Yeah. I, I wish they had spoken with more of the, um, well, I guess it's a lot on HBO, right? Mm. Uh, the, <laughs> with, um, uh, I'm forgetting everything now. The show um for the kids oh euphoria <laughs> euphoria yeah so i mean they they showed a couple of clips mm-hmm. you know but really they didn't short talk clips, to anyone but they didn't yeah and and that would be a really interesting group to speak with about this topic true but hopefully they uh, hopefully everything there is kosher like yeah i'm assuming they have an intimacy consultant i mean if it started supposedly with the deuce and that's hbo Mm -hmm. then hbo should have somebody on set all the time right with euphoria Mm -hmm. especially since these aren't teenagers but they're playing teenagers Mm yeah yeah not especially. I mean, they, they're there anyway, but oh my God. Yeah. yeah. They're playing teenagers. Yeah. Just, and I guess, yeah, I don't know. There just seems something even more like special about that. They, they didn't have all this, you know, on uh, game of Thrones, it sounds yeah. like. So, yeah. and and that was, you know, yeah. <laughs> Extreme. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 And like Kelly, they are, they're playing teenagers, but they're still kids. They're still babies. I know. They need to be advocated for. So, yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. for sure. I I got So hopefully they are. Hopefully they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? And also from that movie, the, um, the actors, the SAG rep, Screen Actors Guild rep or union, which the union leader, she was saying that, is am I remember correctly? There's nothing in the union handbook about sexual assault. Is that right? About like sexual harassment and yeah, like there's, there's like, nothing written in there. Like if there's a nude scene or a sex scene, there's like one page extra that's added mm-hmm. to the contract, which is like hundreds of pages, of- right? But I thought like there was something about in the handbook, not the contract, but the union handbook. I thought she said something like there is nothing in the handbook about sexual harassment or sexual assault. So maybe that came up after that actress told her story about what happened with her co-star. Maybe. Yeah. Because she would, she wanted to do something you know official with the um with the union but there was nothing nothing (laughs) oh lord like well nothing's gonna happen anyway so Mm -hmm. Mm. i'm gonna bring it back to juneteenth 
which we're celebrating okay. today. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I did want to bring up the Juneteenth um, shorts again, just because there were quite a few in there that I really enjoyed. Um, like the first one, Kylie, with the, the young Black ballerina um, in the inner city, where she kind of, you know, talked about some of her different experiences. Um, like she talked about growing up, how she tried to conform and tried to have it where she had her hair done up in the, the nice little straight bun, like everybody else was supposed to. But mm-hmm. then as she grew up and she started just to be herself, but she would have a braided bun, her hair, her hair braided. Um, and what else she say? She's like, you're going to get what I, what, you're going to get what I'm giving you basically oh. is what she said. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I just, I loved her attitude. Um, so I love that one. Um, there was another one and you may have talked about this last week, Susan, it was for love and legacy. Um, it was about the sculpture sculptor that Dana Kings, um, okay. and Frederica Newton, um, like how they came mm-hmm. together to honor, um, Huey P. Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, they said he did so much for the city of Oakland, but like he, he had no statues, no monuments, kind of honoring him for all that he did. So like, not only did she like do this, this, this sculpture for him and like you, she, she kind of talked throughout the, the short and um, like talked about his work and activism. And then like, you got to see the huge event that they had at the end of it um, where they were In unveiling the everything. <laughs> And yeah, in the rain. And I thought, I I just thought that was really beautiful, um, like that short. And I'm trying to remember the last one because I remember that young guy. um, And they, they, oh, they didn't like his artwork. They, they wouldn't put his artwork in the museum. The shut up and paint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a wow. That was wild. Mm -hmm. And like, continue to express yourself. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna pop up somewhere. And his artwork was so beautiful yeah and and he's the one I, I i said he was making these little movies of the mm-hmm. artwork to get them yes. to a wider audience yes oh yeah mm-hmm. that was the one with the baby at the end i was like oh no mm-hmm. yeah yeah beautifully done yeah. yeah um and this wasn't a part of it um in the sh- in the shorts headspace grouping um like there was this one called pale ember like this one was centered a lot around music like the entire category of headspace it was kind of you know soothing kind of listening to it and watching it but Mm -hmm. like pale ember um like that one had that couple that was kind of dancing around like going through the whole tragedy and romance of their relationship and it was really it was really beautiful i enjoyed that one um oh can i just say how much i love the fact that this did not have any irksome opening. They had that let's all go to the lobby opening. And every time it came on, I loved it. I don't know if it was the nostalgia factor or what, but every time it would come on and with little touches of New York, I would sit there and I would smile. So I enjoyed that. I, I just remember last year, either this one or Sundance had one that kept coming on over and over again. And we were so irked. I don't I think maybe it was about Sundance. a second day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one, um, you know, with the feature films, it had this, you know, three minute, what, three minutes and 11 seconds, but it yes. had it. Sometimes there was a skip button. And then oh, it I had never the, had a skip. Yeah, on watching <laughs> on my iPad. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, I couldn't and get the thing to belly. work well on my iPad. Okay. So I had to watch on my computer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, one more documentary hazing. Okay. Mm. about um 
the um, black sororities and fraternities mm. and, and it's, you know, cause the filmmaker was black and in a fraternity and had to go through hazing. Um, but he also talks about some of the other, some of the, you know, the white fraternities and sororities mm. and, and that, um, and 2020 was the only year there weren't any deaths uh, because uh, yeah. they weren't on campus to, wow. to do the hazing. So wow. wild. let me mention one more and I won't go into any details. It's called endangered and it's about freedom of the press. And they follow four different journalists in uh, different places around the world. A dude from uh, uh, Miami Herald, I think woman in Brazil, a dude in the United States from the guardian and a woman in Mexico. And it's relevant because of the January 6th hearings going mm-hmm. on right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's excellent and yeah. scary. Endangered. Yeah, not that. And is that one going to be, I, I don't know. I, I think it was. Like, I feel like it was CNN, CNN and HBO. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, really it'll show up on HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we'll but that, keep, I mean, that's we'll good. We'll keep it all apprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, there is a documentary. I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was having some technical difficulties. Um, and when I couldn't watch it, like this is one that was on my list and I couldn't see it at all. Um, so I ended up watching the Q&A. <laughs> oh, okay, um, good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me get some taste of it. Um, but I, I'm going to try again later. Um, it was Lyft. Um, it was directed by uh, David Peterson. And it basically shines a spotlight on the invisible story of homeless, homelessness in America. Mm-hmm. The eyes of a group of young homeless and home insecure ballet dancers in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and the director talked about how he started following them. I think he said in 2011. Um, where, you know, the the young dancer that he started filming back in 2011 is now the artistic director, like, of the program. So, like, you got to see, right, you got to see him kind of grow from that and, you know, from the dancer to kind of taking over. And they actually talked about one of the other young dancers um, who, who wants to be a lawyer and how she still couldn't join them for, like, the Zoom that they were having for that Q&A because she didn't have the internet. Um, and at one point in time in the documentary, I don't think she, don't, she didn't have electricity or something like that, but it's just, it's so interesting. And they talked about the disparity of how different things like th- this activity, ballet is something you would think of someone with money, <laughs> um, would, they could only participate in. Right. Um, and the young artistic director talked about, it's not just money, but like the parents of these students, they also have, they have to give their time time which is very valuable because like they, they're supposed to be working or doing other activities so like i i, I watched the q a just because i couldn't get mm. to the documentary but wow. i'm gonna try that again just because it's, it was on my list and it looked really interesting wow so, and the q a just made me want to watch it more so i wanted to mm. talk it up to y'all yeah cool. another another one to add of how the system is working with the racism built in mm. yeah mm-hmm. yep <sighs> Man, Jeez. I would not have the patience to spend that many years on a film, like yeah, actively right? shooting it, you know? Yeah. And no. he, he said it didn't start out as being a film. Like in 2011, he would just 
like he was shooting him. I don't know if, I don't know what he had planned. If it was supposed to be just, just a short or a feature or whatever, but he said by 2013, he was like, no, this has to be a film. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool that he kept up with everybody too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you remember the, the film boyhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i think i would have had more patience to do that because that's not the only thing he was working on right. i'm not saying this yeah. is the only thing that dude was working on i don't know but you know they were all working on other things at the same time and then they would just mm-hmm. come back together okay let's shoot this yeah. for a few days and then we'll go on our merry way blah 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 yeah but still oh my god to work on this big project for that long just wow mm-hmm. i'm so impatient I'm like hurry up <laughs> yeah i know yeah and it was funny too when i watched boyhood because it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah i remember when they were doing that construction there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like i know yeah. exactly when that was that they yeah because they were in houston <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean fabulous fabulous film and just brilliant concept of doing it the way they mm-hmm. did because wow mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like how it takes you three days to make a proper Thanksgiving meal and then people eat it in 10 minutes. And yep. so, you know, it took them 14 years. Is that right? To shoot that? Mm, wow. Is that right? Um, Am I remembering correctly? And then, you know, it's over in two hours. Yeah. Or was it 10 years or did they, or was I it more? Remember. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah. Or it's probably looking it up. and we're like uh 12 years 12 years okay Okay. split the difference yeah (laughs) we were both right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what are we doing next week next week hot vampire summer (laughs) going back to bonton (laughs) you mean the continuation of the northman Right, right, right. <laughs> and we've all seen that now, haven't we? Uh huh. No, you haven't. You have for for when we podcast about it. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I finally saw it. Uh, oh yeah, because see, oh. you can you can watch it on Peacock now. You have to upgrade. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. where I finally watched yeah. it. Yeah. And so, and since I'm watching on this below deck, mm-hmm. you know. That cuts out the commercials too. So (laughs) it's perfect. And so it's like, okay, let me get all this in. So I only pay for a month and I got my money's worth. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Cool. So yeah. So vampire Eric and then the Mm -hmm. real pre, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the real vampire Eric. Yay. And we'll catch up with some of the other characters too. It's not oh, just yeah. all about Eric. Lafayette. Lafayette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Pam. It, for me, it's, it's those three. Pam. I know. I love yes, Pam. But it's, it's, it's Vampire Eric, Pam, and Lafayette. Those are my and Tara. favorites. And yeah. Tara, yeah. Well, you know, she's, okay, she's and, in New Orleans um, now, you know, a journalist, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Queen yeah. Sugar. She started yeah. over. She started over. And uh, what was his name? Russell Edgerton? Oh, that yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to skip to those. Yeah. Ooh. Some of the Menad story was good. 
Yeah. And then um, Aunt Petunia. <laughs> Harry Potter's Aunt Petunia. <laughs> Finally got to become a witch. Remember that made me so excited okay, yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah. Even though, of course, she turned into a bad witch, but you know. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? (laughs) And then Jason Stackhouse. I know none of us has mentioned Sookie yet. No, I did. Oh, okay. You did. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Jason. raising the twins. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And uh, what what was, what's his buddy's name who ended up being the weirdo? Oh, Hoyt. Hoyt. Thank you. Hoyt. Yeah. No, why did it be so weird? Right. yeah um, no he got so weird okay yeah i don't remember yeah oh and then the dude from the show we just watched he was renee mm-hmm. the one oh, yeah. we just watched mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yep we're gonna get to hear his accent yeah which mm-hmm. is not what i just did <laughs> i do texan and i do southern Louisiana's yeah, hard. It's an entirely different, yeah. Totally. It's its own thing. And there's more than one Louisiana. There is mm-hmm. no Louisiana like accent. There are super many, many, Cajun many. swamp accent. And then there's New Orleans. New Orleans. And, yeah. New Orleans, whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> Creole is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Yeah. So I don't know what his is. His might not even be something real. Right. Just a combination of whatever, but I'm sure they had a, a dialect coach. Hopefully. He better not be British. Let me check. Oh my gosh. That would be wild. Right? <laughs> no, no. Oh gosh. No, that's Bill. That's vampire Bill. Yeah, but he could be too. And what about Jason? Is Jason or is he? Uh, he's Australian. Australian. Yeah. Oh, that's right. See, I had that in my head. <laughs> he ain't American either. <laughs> right. Let me see. Michael Raymond James. Where are you from, sweetheart? <laughs> he's an American actor. Okay. Okay. But we're from Michigan. But okay, we'll take okay. it. Okay. So yeah, they that's have the their own accent wrong. up there. You know, there. we love our mm-hmm. imports. We love our imports. Yeah. So it's imported to Louisiana from Michigan, you know, so he had to get rid of yeah, that Midwest thing. Yeah. Midwest <laughs> Canadian accent. Yeah. <laughs> and Alexander Skarsgård is perfect for, you know, his character. He needs to be an import. Mm-hmm. And Evan Rachel Wood was just a baby. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, was I she like watched her again. Yeah. And that was hard to see her in this because I had that was it um practical magic. Like I grew up watching her in practical mm. magic oh, and wow. also um once and again this TV show where she played a little teenager. So I got to see her kind of grow a little bit. Mm. I was like, oh, she's naked. Okay. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. So but it was badass. Oh my goodness. That's great. Cool. This is going to be fun. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Going to have to go in. Oh, yeah. I got to look at that episode list and pick out a few. But I'll definitely start with the pilot, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to find Eric's episodes. 
<laughs> I mean, I haven't watched since it went off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think we were just done with it. We were just like, yeah. okay, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodbye. And and we definitely preferred the earlier seasons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We were actively hate watching and yeah, talking about point. it every week. <laughs> yeah. Along with at that point the leftovers. So I think we got it down. Yeah. We got it back down to True Blood in 10 and then the leftovers then in for like, 60. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Not that long, but yeah, maybe go back and find those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. This is gonna make actually I I was uh I forget what I was why I looked up the leftovers just this morning mm-hmm. and um no well, that's it I was rating something else and I thought I need to go in and make sure I've rated the leftovers episodes not just the leftovers so I did I went through and I rated every single episode and I'm looking at the titles of the episodes it's like yeah I I do know these mm-hmm you know, like I know the titles, I can't rattle them all off, but if you name one, then I know oh, no. what season it is and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course now I want to go watch it again. It's like, it's, it's not that it's far until time. October. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you can download a few episodes to watch on the beach. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> Cause we're, we're going to, see if that movie theater the one movie theater and all of turks and caicos is showing nope once we get there Mm yeah say yes to nope (laughs) (laughs) just say nope (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna go find our true blood memorabilia Mm -hmm. and uh set up the room here for what was the the dish at the diner that they used to cook all the time? I don't know. Oh gosh, burgers, either. whatever. Yeah. Or was it just burgers? Well, I just want I want to see the one with Vampire Eric out on the. Oh, where they introduce him on, on the throne there. Oh, that'd be cool. But no, I'm thinking about in the <laughs> no. snow. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. On the shed. I, I, I can just send you, know, you that. Knew, picture. You knew. Yeah. You saw me doing this with my hands. Yeah. You, knew, you yeah. knew what I was doing. Well, I let the audience it. imagine what my hand is doing. <laughs> Wax on. What? Wax yeah. off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. You need some sunscreen there. Um, Does he? <laughs> very oh, delicate well. skin. Yes. Yes. It's like, how was he able to do that? Anyway. I forget. I forget. I was just thinking about that. But yeah, there was something that happened. Mm-hmm. Ooh. See, yeah. now I am going to have to look that one up. Oh, and then there's that whole thing with the uh, the temple of the of the something or was it the sun and it's unrelated i don't know if it's oh yeah, now, but yeah remember that whole other the religious cult thing or whatever yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then then the dude who had the fetish with the vampires and mm-hmm. since season one was it like eddie was that his was that his name i don't I think remember so. 
We've seen him in a bunch of things since and he, then. And there was, and he gets turned then I think, or did they eat him? I don't it remember. It was like in a lawn chair in somebody's basement or some, or that was some. a, he was keeping a vampire down there. Maybe. To, to have the V. Maybe. I don't it's remember now. We'll find thing. out. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. This will be fun. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, we'll answer all these questions next week. Yeah. So until then, everybody geek on. <laughs>